0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Tuesdays, I put up my signature column there, the stardom Situm, the decider. So we're looking all through the positions here, except for kicker, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses. So we give you a rankings, and we also give you start to sit on those tougher calls there. So These are the players that you would uh, no-brainerly start at your positions, as well as some fringe guys that you don't know if you should put in your lineups or not this week based on the matchups, other factors. We consider weather, we consider usage, all that kind of stuff here to determine who are the best plays for you in fantasy football and the guys that you should think about avoiding here in your lineups this week. So, it's a new version of Matchup Wednesday, so we'll take on the quarterbacks and running backs today. We'll look at both of those positions. We'll come back with wide receivers, tight ends, and your defenses of the week on Thursday. show. A little double shot for you, Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday. We'll get into it here in a moment. Before we do that, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. And This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. All right, let's uh, dive right in here to uh, how the quarterbacks are looking. And uh, we'll get to the guys that are the easy starts every week. <clears throat> you look at Josh Allen. He's at home against the Steelers. He's at number one every week because he has the highest floor. And he also has the high ceiling. I don't know if he's going to have to throw as much in this game, so keep that in mind. They are 14-point favorites. However, this Bills team is not necessarily a running team. Devin Singletary hasn't looked all that great. I know the Steelers' run defense is pretty weak here, but you look at the Bills, maybe a little bit of pivot. Gabe Davis, that ankle injury, clear out that 100%. They also have Isaiah McKenzie dealing with a concussion. They're hopeful he can go because Jamison Crowder is down here with his uh, big leg injury. So it's... a uh, Getting a little bit thin there, but you still have Dawson Knox. You still have Stefan Diggs. You have Allen's running ability, which is always there to give him that high floor. And we'll see about McKenzie. Maybe he can go this week with a concussion. Definitely he's going to be the full-time unquestioned slot here without Crowder there. And if uh, Davis is a little bit banged up here, uh, you could see a little bit more of McKenzie. You could also see a little bit more of the rookie Khalil Shakir on the outside. So that was an indication, the usage of Shakir, that uh, Davis wasn't all that healthy Last week. So he's been kind of a decoy here for the last couple of weeks with an ankle injury. So, not quite right. What we'd like to see from Davis is get some uh, work and practice, but Allen still has plenty of weapons. We're going to rank him number one this week. There, Patrick Mahomes, great spot. I mean, he was right up there to at home against the Raiders. The Raiders' defense is terrible. They allowed Russell Wilson to get going last week. So, Not much there. you got Max Crosby, you got Nate Hobbs, but nothing else there. Mahomes is going to shred this defense at home, much like he did the tough Buccaneers defense. He's red hot. Argument that Mahomes is the top quarterback on the board this week. Now Jalen Hurts looks good. It's a good matchup there, also in the desert. So good matchups for all these really top quarterbacks this week. Hurts playing there in Arizona. He's going to prove something against Kyler Murray on the other side. Remember, they both at Oklahoma, Hurts transferred from Alabama to succeed Murray there. So a little bit of Cliff Kingsbury stuff there as well. So look for Hurts to have another solid game. I mean, he was a little bit down last week, partly because the rainstorm and the weathers weren't great and the Eagles' traditional running game went off. I don't think that'll happen as easy in Arizona. They're going to throw it to a contained environment. We know there's going to be no weather issues there. So that's great. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow in the same game. I love both of them. I think this is going to be... A good high-scoring affair between these two teams. I do like Burrow quite a bit against this Ravens in defense. He torched it twice last year. So the Ravens, why it's such a good matchup for Joe Burrow, they blitz. And they're dependent on the blitz. And right now, they don't have a lot of good cornerback play. Marlon Humphrey's been a little bit off there. Their inside play is not good at all right now. We just saw Jimmy Smith retired. Marcus Peters is not playing well at all. So this vaunted secondary there, we thought they were going to have good corners and all that. That has not played out at all for the Ravens. So good spot for Burrow. Look at Lamar. He's always got that high floor as a running ability. He's their offense. A little bit of J.K. Dobbins in the running game, maybe cuts into that with the scoring potential in the red zone, which we saw immediately last week. But Jackson's going to get it done. I think Mark Andrews has a rebound game. One notable thing is Rashad Bateman might miss this game, but Devin DuVernay in the slot could have a big role of James Prochet being elevated. So they have plenty of weapons here with Lamar to put up the numbers. So Jackson and Burrow, good spot against each other on Sunday Night Football. Justin Herbert is our next guy on the list. Now, Cleveland, interesting defense. The Falcons ran all over them last week, but that's the Falcons' identity here. That's what they were going to do. Miles Garrett, will see if he can go this week or not in this uh, matchup for the Browns. I mean, it did look good. No Jadavion Clowney, no Taven Bryan. But the Chargers, look, they ran and got well with Austin Eckler last week in the matchup against the Texans. They cannot stop the run. The Browns were pretty weak against the run without Garrett. So something to look at there. But also another thing, is he going to have all his weapons? I mean, he's making do, which is great. I mean, it's different guys every week playing off Mike Williams. Last week, Gerald Everett. You still have uh, Joshua Palmer. You have... Uh, also, uh, DeAndre Carter there in the mix. Eckler out of the backfield. So still plenty of weapons for Herbert. He's going to be solid, but it could be more of a 250-2 and two or 300-2. Some type of game like that from Herbert, just because I think they'll beat the Browns. If Garrett doesn't play, this defense cannot stop really what the Chargers want to do. Now, Garrett plays, he could disrupt a few things because Rashawn Slater, they're fine. Left tackle's not in there, but Herbert may not be a spectacular until... He gets Allen back, and Allen looks very iffy for this week. He's considered day-to-day with a hamstring, but you look at uh, Herbert, again, solid play. Even if you're not going to get spectacular, still a QB1. And the last guy that's a no-brainer start this week is Kyler Murray. I know he's uh, had a few troubles, but last week, a little bit of inspiring play there in Carolina against a tough pass defense. Stuck with him. You were pleased with those results, and uh, he did what he needed to do and uh, maybe a little extra running. We saw that with Murray. He ran in a touchdown, also had a nice uh, throw there to Zach Ertz to score. So you figure there's going to be a lot of volume here. The Eagles are going to light up the Cardinals. Murray's going to have to throw quite a bit. So that's the thing. It's going to help Murray's value, even if he's not running, that the volume is going to be there. And keep in mind, this passing core is going to get better here soon. You have Marquise Hollywood-Brown and Ertz, but uh, one more week without DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to get Rondell Moore, looks like, back. You already have Greg Dorch established here. doesn't matter that A.J. Green went down, because you're going to also get an Antoine Wesley. I think you could also see Trey McBride, the rookie tight end, have a little bit bigger role here. So there's some weapons starting to pile up, and the Cardinals haven't been as effective traditionally running the ball with James Conner. So... Stay the course with Kyler Murray. I think you're going to get it. You, we just wish he would run a little bit more. Then he could push near the top of the quarterbacks here in fantasy football. But, again, the game scripts are going to be negative a lot for the Cardinals. We've seen that early in the weeks. And uh, last week was inspiring again, against Tough Panthers past events to get the job done. All right. Those are the top seven this week that are, if you got them, just play them. Don't worry about anyone else. Let's look at uh, some other players. Tom Brady got well last week. He's going to be fine. I mean, the matchups are brutal early in the season. The Saints, we know he doesn't do well there. We saw in week one the Cowboys, tough defense. They also played the Packers, who are better pass defense than a run defense. So this week he gets the Falcons. I know Marcus Mariota on the other side is not going to provide much resistance. Jacoby Brissett didn't really put up numbers against the Falcons last week. But they got A.J. Terrell. He did shut down Amari Cooper. He's going to have the struggle with the size of Mike Evans. They also moved Mike Evans around the formation. We'll see if Cameron Brate's out there, but Chris Godwin can eat in the slot here in this game. I think he'll get a little bit more Julio Jones and Russell Gage attack here. Three touchdowns last week for Brady, so he's starting to feel a little bit more. Two to Evans, one to Fournette, so this should be a Buccaneers smash spot for everything in their offense, and Brady is going to ride that, and we might have a little bit of chip on his shoulder from what's going on uh, off the field here, so... Brady, uh, I think the real Brady is going to start menacing uh, fantasy football opponents here pretty quickly. Derek Carr, yeah, he hasn't been great, but again, you're going to have to throw a ton against the Chiefs. He puts up good numbers against the Chiefs. We figure they're going to have a big lead. We saw what Brady did there in garbage time and trailing time against uh, Kansas City. So we like that quite a bit with Derek Carr. He has a good history, and maybe he'll get Hunter Renfro back this week to help uh, Darren Waller and Devontae Adams Kirk Cousins, look, he's a tough guy to trust in any other situation that isn't a 1 p.m. Eastern time home game, which is a 12 p.m. Central time start there in Minnesota. He struggles. His clock doesn't seem to, maybe it's the whole thing about playing at Michigan State. He plays in the middle of the field, Big Ten. He just fares better in that country. But Kirk Cousins at home, the Bears secondary stinks. This could be a good game for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen Again, Kirk Cousins, solid play this week. Russell Wilson, there's a little bit of a shoulder issue that uh, there was popping up here, but the Colts defense is not very good without Shaquille Leonard. Kenny Moore hasn't played all that well in the back end. Their pass rush has been inconsistent. You figure the Broncos will have to put the ball up a little bit more as well without Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon struggling with fumbles. You're looking at the way Cortland Sunday and Jerry Judy are playing right now. So really have a lot of confidence. KJ Handler coming on as a weapon as well for Denver. So... Wilson, you feel good. The regular Wilson's back. We want a little bit more out of him, but good progress last week with the touchdowns and uh, some work on the ground as well, which is good to see from Wilson. Aaron Rodgers looking good again. Solid floor for him. I mean, just had to find his weapons. It didn't take all that long, did it? He's got basically Al Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, and Robert Tunyon. These are the guys he's rolling with. He can put up the numbers, uh, the numbers. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon thing is interesting. We thought they were going to lean a lot on them, but starting to see the wide receivers really look good here for the Packers. I mean, Lazard and Dobbs were very good last week. there against the Patriots. The Giants secondary, not all that intimidating. I know they have a few guys in the pass rush, but the Packers' offensive line, pretty good. This game is in London, so keep that in mind. Make sure if you're going to play Rodgers, have them ready in your lineup there at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time there as they go back to Tottenham Stadium to face the Giants. The Giants... My only concern here with Rodgers putting up big, big numbers is the fact that the Giants don't know who their starting quarterback is. Probably not going to be Daniel Jones. Probably not going to be Tyrod Taylor. Maybe see Jake Fromm in the mix. So it may not have a lot of resistance, but this could be one of those games early night for Rodgers. Kind of like that Bears game, or or early morning I should say, where he puts up the numbers and then it's uh, go away and then it's a lot of uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the second half. But he can light them up early to stake the lead. It's the old school pass-to-score, run-to-win type of game there that we see this week with the Packers there to control the action. All right, let's go to this matchup. This is very interesting this week as a recommendation. The Titans and Commanders, two of the worst secondaries in the league. You also don't have much of a pass rush. We know the Titans are down Harold Landry. You know the Commanders are down Chase Young. There hasn't been much. There's no pressure on any of these quarterbacks. This is a sneaky shootout of the week. The sneaky shootout of the week last week, we know, is Geno Smith and Jared Goff. Two terrible defenses on the field, two potent offenses with enough playmakers. And there's enough playmakers in this game. Now, I like Wentz a little bit more in this one because, again, that's what the commanders want to do here. The running game looks pretty bad here with Antonio Gibson getting limited snaps. He also has Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, a little more trustworthy guys, as well as Logan Thomas matchup. The Titans are pretty good against tight ends, so you couldn't necessarily force Logan Thomas, but the absence of Jahan Dotson potentially will get Thomas more targets in this game. So, Wentz I do like. I prefer to play him at home against weaker defenses. This is a scenario for sure that you would look at Carson Wentz. Don't be discouraged by the Dallas performance. Everyone struggles in Dallas when they had pass rush. This commander's offensive line, not all that great, but the Titans' defensive line, other than Jeffrey Simmons, not doing a lot here. So, Commanders should be in good position, and I think somehow they're going to be forced to throw, both of these teams. I think they're going to be back and forth affair here. Look at Tannehill, great matchup against that Commanders. Uh, Secondary, they can get Gash run. Actually, the Commanders a little bit better against the run than the pass here. They got Jonathan Allen, some big bodies there. So that could open things up here for Tannehill, playing off play action with Derrick Henry. Robert Woods is a good target here. I think you'll see a little bit more uh, run. The only concern here, no trail on Burks. I know Tannehill's made it work with Okonkwo uh, and Hilliard and these other guys that are just kind of peripherals at uh, tight ends and running back. So I think it's going to take a rushing score to really feel great about the Tannehill performance, but uh, I think he's playable for sure. The matchup is too good to ignore. And again, if the commanders are going to light up the Titans, you'd say Titans can line up the commanders here, so... Sneaky shootout of the week for sure. Two bad defenses, two at least competent passers when things are playing with decent enough weapons. All right, Trevor Lawrence is the other guy I like this week at home against the Texans. I mean, he's really had one bad game. Last week was it. He still produced two touchdowns there against the Eagles. It was just the turnovers that really cost him and the weather was not great. But Jacksonville is a beautiful place. It's going to be nice weather there. The Texans, again, I think you'll see a very similar game to what the Chargers did. Lawrence uh, profile is very similar to Herbert. So I think you'll see a lot of running back success, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, But you'll also see some potential with those receivers and tight ends. So I think it's a good game for everything Jaguars this week, including their defense. So start them if you got them, including if you're reaching Zay Jones this week in your lineup. So those are the guys that I like there in those situations. Uh, quickly, we'll get into um, two guys I like in uh, particular. There, uh, that are deeper leagues, Andy Dalton, we're going to watch that. Good matchup at home against the Seahawks there and uh, that defense. So we'll see if it's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. Teddy Bridgewater you can also look at here this week as uh, being a uh, option against the Jets. there on the road with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So those are some options in deeper leaguers formats for you in week number five. Now... We'll get into the quarterbacks that I don't like as much this week, then we'll start looking at the running back rankings and the recommendations there for you, as well as the sits and running back here this week. We told you at the top here on the show that this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, and we want to tell you more about that. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire and cylinders. Now, that's uh, what NFL teams do, right? They're small businesses. Uh, As part of a big business, they're trying to get everyone on the same page and have that dominant team and winning and success. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. I work in a small team of Sporting News. They're fantastic. We have a lot of uh, great uh, guys and gals who work for us, and uh, really, it is uh, fantastic and uh, you can get that kind of team as well. Get a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of more than 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we will continue the show here as we look at the quarterbacks we don't want to put in our lineups this week. We'll do that in a moment for you. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Lockdown NFL. Lockdown's local experts give you the inside scoop on five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts. Bet online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Lockdown NFL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at the quarterbacks that I don't like as much this week. And uh, the first one is pretty easy. Matthew Stafford—he's been awful. You had uh, the multiple empty games, and this is, doesn't happen with Matthew Stafford. That was the one thing—he's going to put up garbage points, right? Didn't happen. We didn't see any points there uh, against. The Cardinals had a very good matchup, didn't even have a touchdown. They actually won that game. 49ers was a complete disaster, including the pick six here. Stafford gets the Cowboys this week. and The Cowboys defense is brutal. That pass rush, Micah Parsons, you got Trayvon Diggs on the back end. So this is just calling for more danger there for Matthew Stafford. So I'm not going with Stafford at all. (coughs) He's borderline droppable. I know he's in a lot of leagues and he's got high ownership there, but... Really, we got to see something from Stafford. I know he's got Cooper Cup, but what else is there? A lot of Tyler Higby on check- checkdowns. I mean, his running game stinks. His offensive line stinks. Allen Robinson's been horrible. I don't see the upside. And Stafford's not playing well at all either right now. So all that, the factors around him, plus the player himself, is not showing the right talent. Maybe that elbow is bothering him a little bit more. So I'm not sure with Stafford. I would hold a little bit while longer. Maybe he'll get a little healthier. Maybe the chemistry will happen. Maybe the bye week there, but would not play him at all. I mean, you have to get him out of the slump here. It was terrible last week. Jared Goff. I know people are going to chase the points. Don't do it. It's in New England this week. Remember, they've only played one road game, and that was in Minnesota. And they've played all home games inside the friendly confines of Ford Field. This is at New England. This is a brutal place for anyone to play. Guess who the coach is on the other side? Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. He's going to have something ready for the Lions. He's not going to let Bill Belichick not destroy this Lions team. I know they've changed quite a bit there, but Dan Campbell, all that stuff, it doesn't matter. Bill Belichick is going to take it to Jared Goff this week. So, yeah, this is screams a Jared Goff trap game, especially if you don't have him on Brown. What does Bill Belichick like to do? Take away the number one thing. What do you think he's going to take away? It's going to be TJ Hawkinson from last week, especially if the running game is contained a little bit. And that... Patriots defense played really well against Aaron Rodgers last week. Uh, There had that pick six. So Jared Goff in a bit of a trap game here if you're chasing the points against that Patriots defense. So is Geno Smith. Now the Saints defense, keep in mind, they contained the Vikings quite a bit. Kirk Cousins didn't have a big game. And keep in mind, Geno has only had one brutal road game as well. That was against the 49ers defense. That was not a good game for Geno Smith. The other matchups, the Broncos defense, I think he got them in a good spot in week one where they were still figuring out things. A lot of tight end-based production here. The Saints are pretty good against the tight end. they got Marshawn Matamor, who can contain Tyler Lockett quite a bit. So I do not like Geno Smith this week. If you want to play him, set your own risk. It's on the road. I think it's going to be a bit of an ugly, low-scoring game there. That uh, I think we're going to think it's going to be a shootout there for... Uh, so I like the Saints to win this game, and I do like the other side of the equation a little bit more there. But buyer beware, because again... The Saints are a tough overall defense. Also, look at the other side. The Seahawks are pretty weak run defense, and the Saints could be very run-heavy this week. So that's why I only like limited uh, exposure there to Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston this week, because I don't think you're going to get as much resistance as you would like here back and forth the way that Smith and Goff were involved last week. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, you just can't go there. I mean, he's just not going to throw for a high volume. Still a running team. Jeff Wilson Jr. getting it done. You Get one to one-and-a-half touchdowns, it seems like. I say half because it looked like he had two, the one that George Kittle didn't come down with. So, Garoppolo hard to trust, get those multiple touchdowns, especially in a game script that's going to be totally positive here in Carolina. Zach Wilson, I really want to play Zach Wilson this week. I just don't completely trust him against that blitz. If he does another good work here, I mean, he had two touchdowns last week, one receiving. Then I'm going to start to believe in Zach Wilson. I do like Wilson overall because the weapons are pretty good. Here down the stretch, I just don't want to force him in this lineup against the blitzing Dolphins here at home. I, I think it could be a little bit rough here. So I'm not going to force Wilson to line up this week. Wilson and Pickett, I'm not going to go with Pickett this week. I, need, I think Kenny Pickett getting his first start for the Steelers, I do like him again, just like Wilson. Later in the season, in better matchups as he gets his feet wet, but not against the Bills' defense of the road after Lamar was held in check by that same team, even though the was depleted. Defense there. Justin Fields. I really want to try to get Justin Fields out there again in fantasy, but he can't do it yet against the Vikings on the road this week. So, again, some guys I like that have been productive and some younger quarterbacks, uh, two second-year guys and rookie that I think are going to put up some numbers at some point, but not going there this week. All right, let's uh, turn to running back and let's look at the rankings of the week there that I have. You have uh, Nick Chubb. Look. The Chargers' uh, run defense not the same without Kenneth Murray or Nick Bosa. They're pretty weak up the middle. We saw what the Texans were able to do. Big run by Damian Pierce against that defense. So Chubb, they should say in the game, Chubb has been outstanding. Great fantasy value there at the end of the first round, early second round pick. So Saquon Barkley, look, he's the whole Giants offense at this point. He's going to get a lot of passes thrown his way. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback this week. They don't have anything else. Kenny Galladay has a knee injury. Sterling Shepard's down with a knee injury. Wanda Robinson has a knee injury. You also have Kadarius uh, Tony with a knee injury. There's nothing else except Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end, and maybe a little bit of Richie James. But that's not enough to beat the Packers there. The Packers are vulnerable on the ground. So Saquon is going to get overloaded this week in that game. That's their only chance of winning that game against the Packers this week. Now, Austin Eckler, same game. Again, Miles Garrett misses. He's in great spot. Derrick Henry can smash it there against the Commanders. Christian McCaffrey there, he's playing uh, the San Francisco 49ers at home. That's a brutal, brutal matchup there. We saw what the 49ers have done. they erased everything. But still, he's McCaffrey. Hope for the best there. Aaron Jones, again, should be busy in the second half against the Giants. So, like that one for sure. Joe Mixon, he's in your lineup. He's always a threat to score. This is Bengals. Passing game getting going will only help Joe Mixon because that means if the passing game gets going, more opportunities to score points, Mixon is going to get his touchdowns there. So it's okay if he's touchdown dependent. He's going to a good offense. He's going to get the ball. He had good history against the Ravens last year. James Robinson, clunker last week against the Eagles, in that tough run defense. He's going to rebound big time against the Texans. So love him in the top 12 this week. Clyde Edward, the layer. Keep going. He's getting the high leverage snaps there. He has a good history against the Raiders. They actually had 100-yard rushing Game against them just not too long ago, so love Akali Edwards Lair to gash the Raiders this week as well. Be involved and get at least in the end zone once. Jamal Williams, he's a Lions rushing attack. I think they're going to err with caution with uh, DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. They got a bye week next week, so Jamal Williams probably going to carry the load and probably going to find the end zone as the best source of points for Detroit this week. Damien Pierce, you can't sit him. The Jaguars run defense was number one in the league until they faced the Eagles, so Pierce. Again, he's kind of what James Robinson was as a rookie, right? It's just like, when is it going to fall off? This team is bad. Why is they're still running? Why is he still effective? Then you realize he's their entire offense and the most reliable thing. So love Damian Pierce this week. Leonard Fournette, I think it's another nice game for him in the, in the running game. He's gotten done. Week one was his big rushing game. Last week was his best receiving game. I think he puts it all together this week, especially with the rumblings of Rashad White right behind him. So he's going to hear that. He looked good, actually. When he gets the ball, they just abandoned the run against the Chiefs. They're not going to have a negative game script against the Falcons. Jeff Wilson Jr., this guy's been fantastic. He's stayed healthy. His speed is showing off here on the long runs. So, that's big here for the 49ers. He looks like their best back. We'll see about the younger backs later. But, man, Wilson looks really special in this offense right now. So, must play against the Panthers. Josh Jacobs, good volume last week. He's getting the high volume all the time. Good matchup against the Chiefs. Dalvin Cook... Not been all that great so far, but maybe a little bit banged up. But I think the game script will be good for him against the Bears this week. Najee Harris, uh, a little bit uh, tough here for Najee. It's just uh, not all that uh, compelling of a matchup for Najee at Buffalo this week. So just, uh, yeah, not feeling it all that much. I still think he has RB2 value because of the potential of a touchdown there. But I think Kenny Pickett will actually help his chances to get those scoring potential there this week. A.J. Dillon, he's in your lineup. He should be playing the closer. Hopefully we get a touchdown from him and a little bit more receiving work that would help to feel better about him as an RB2. Miles Sanders, locked in every week as an, at least an RB2 with upside. I think he'll cool off a little bit in Arizona from the massive game he got ahead against the Jaguars. But like that, Khalil Herbert this week. We'll see. Dave Montgomery, I don't expect him to play. He should get the volume there against the Vikings. And James Connor, look, he's still the lead back. He's the guy you're looking at right now there for the Cardinals there at home against Eagles. A little bit of a tough matchup there after they shut down Robinson last week. All right, let's uh, look at the players that you want. J.K. Dobbins, he's back in the flow. He got the key touches there, 17 touches last week, couple touchdowns. He's the guy. He's leading this backfield. They've been waiting for him. Nobody else has really done much. So J.K. Dobbins, lock him in as an RB2. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, it's been tough. We'll see if they rest Kamara in this game against uh, the Seahawks, but great spot here. Nola Latavius Murray, remember, he's now in the Broncos, so that's going to help Mark Ingram here this week if it's not Kamara, and don't be surprised. We'll get into that with our tight end rankings and recommendations here. Taysom Hill could have a bigger role this week. Again, if Murray's gone and Kamara doesn't play and Michael Thomas doesn't play, watch out for Taysom Hill. Seahawks cannot handle that guy's speed. So, keep that in mind this week. And again, if he has got eligibility, a quarterback, running back, or tight end, he should be managing all your leagues. Damian Harrison and Ramondre Stevenson are going to absolutely go off against the Lions. We saw what Rashad Penny did that run defense. So, they're they're not going to be secretive about the work they're going to do. They're going to run, run, run. I don't care if it's Bailey Zappi, Brian Hoyer, or Mac Jones starting, quite frankly. This is going to be the game plan. I think all three quarterbacks are similar. They're still going to lean on the run, still going to lean on defense. Harrison Stevenson, bread and butter of that attack against the Lions. I think they both go off this week. Brees Hall, he's locked in now, man. Michael Carter, fading as expected. Brees Hall, you don't use a second round pick first. Take the first running back off the board to just send him. Brees Hall, looking good right now. Kareem Hunt, again, we talked about that Chargers run defense being a little bit weaker now. So Hunt in good spot there. Trickle off the production there. Of one Nick Chubb. Raheem Mostert, he's the lead back. Look, everyone's going to Chase Edmonds. I get it because of the touchdowns. Kind of, there's a parallel between Chase Edmonds and Clyde Edwards. Or really, Edmonds is the poor man's Edward Delair. He's not getting the volume, but he's getting the touchdowns. Where Mostert is getting the volume, he's a starter. I think he's overdue for a big rushing game. I would expect with that two attack bowl in that downfield passing game, they will lean on Mostert a little bit more. And uh, Jets run defense has been pretty good, but I think Mostert can make the most of this must start this week. Looking at uh, Travis Etienne, sorry about that pun, but Etienne is our guy here. I don't know if you remember a commercial. We could get punny with that as well. It was about uh ATM-ATM commercial. It was about Etienne, Etienne. Well, we like Etienne, Etienne this week. James Robinson is the man here, but I think they're going to unleash a little bit of Etienne this week. We saw what happened with Kenny Gainwell. So very similar here, or... And that situation, maybe they'll be a bit inspired here, Doug Peterson, to get both these guys involved. And remember, Houston got destroyed by Austin Eckler. These two guys mash up to form Eckler. So Etienne and Robinson both going to go off. I love Etienne as a flex play this week. Mike Boone, I think he's the lead back here. I know they talked to Melvin Gordon and they're trying to hold it. He's a better back to me. He got the snaps as soon as uh, Javante Williams got off. So... I, I think Boone is better. That says something at <laughs> this stage of Melvin Gordon's career. But we really like Mike Boone this week uh, there, if I'm going to go with a preferred guy at running back this week. So there you go. There's your look at the guys that you're looking at in your lineups this week. We'll look at the running backs we don't want to play this week and why here. And then uh, we'll tease a little bit of our wide receiver and uh, tight end and defensive streamer rankings there for you. Uh, on tomorrow's show, our Matchup Thursday show. Before we do that, I got to tell you about Bet Online. And look, it's fun. It's the middle of the week. We're looking at the games, we're analyzing the games. We want to get into the NFL action. Well, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting information of the season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sporting waging information with live. Betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's a fascinating way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NFL Fell, MLB. It's playoff time. Postseason is right here. The bracket is set. You got NHL about to drop the puck. NBA is almost started. Of course, MMA, boxing, and golf are also available there for you. At BetOnline.net. Head to BetOnline.net or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, it is uh, time to close the show. We're going to look at the sit side of the running backs here to close and uh, take it out here. And again, we're updating you with any injury issues that we know across the way. There's more, actually, wide receiver this week. So we'll get into that. Uh, with the running backs, uh, the one thing you want to do, I'll mention this. Uh, this is an important th- announcement here. I look at uh, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if he's going to play this week. Frank Reich was not committal, he didn't uh, practice in the estimated uh, practice there early in the week. There was a walkthrough where Jonathan Taylor saw it. I think they're going to be very careful, because you get a mini-bye after this week. I don't think you want to hurt Jonathan Taylor. If he's hurting, I don't think you want to expose him too much. So, if Philip Lindsay is elevated for sure, and you have Deion Jackson maybe seeing some more reps there, then I think that it's a clear indication that Jonathan Taylor is not going to play. So he was not included in the running back rankings this week. I don't really like Naheem Hines either this week, to be honest with you. The Broncos run defense, I know, uh, started wilted. They've been cracking a little bit. Broke down against Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, but that's a division rival on the road. This game's at home. I don't see the Broncos playing poor defense. Emotionally, they're going to come out and stuff the run here. So do not like any piece of the Colts... uh, Backup running backfield, and I, I can't trust Taylor this week. In one league, I do have some depth here. I do have uh, Taylor, I was fortunate getting them a pick, or unfortunate right now with the way things are going, but I got plenty of depth in that league, so I'm sitting in because I got Damian Pierce, I got Leonard Fournette, I got Jeff Wilson Jr. They're all great matchups. I just talked about them. I'm not going to force in Jonathan Taylor when he's not producing and he's hurt right now in a tough matchup on the road, so. Something that's a special uh, note here for you Jonathan Taylor managers here for week number five. And keep in mind, it's always good to handcuff these backs before. That's what you're seeing. The attrition is hitting. So if you had Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, you're okay. At least you can survive. But now you go to Mike Boone. So it's very frustrating. I know you don't always get the clear handcuff situation. But if there is one that we know of, go and try to get those backfields together. It's very helpful. There. If somebody goes down, you're not scrambling. You've got the backup plan. You just shift to that. So same thing if you got Fournette, go after Rashad White. Simple things like that to help your team here in week number five. Melvin Gordon, I don't love him this week. He's fumbling. They're not going to totally trust him. I think you're going to see a little bit more Mike Boone. You could see Latavius Murray. I don't see Melvin Gordon having that capacity again. I just don't think he's going to be a full-time volume back. Again, I think the Broncos are going to throw a little bit more against the Colts this week. Ezekiel Eller and Tony Pollard, this one's tough. It's week to week. They other both produced. We saw against the Giants last week, or two weeks ago. Last week against the Commanders, it was a bit uh, underwhelming here, so can't play them. The split is too bad. The Rams' defense is too tough. I know uh, we had the long touchdown from Jeff Wilson Jr. last week, but that was a 49ers running game. Different story. They're much better, more effective at doing that. And it was dependent on a long run by Wilson. Otherwise, it was... Uh, Pretty quiet in the running game there for the 49ers. All right, so we're going to look at uh, another situation in that same game. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. Interesting. Pollard and Henderson, both guys that were in the same backfield in Memphis. So That's a little bit of a note, but Cam Akers looked terrible. Daryl Henderson looked terrible. Now there's rumblings of more Malcolm Brown. Uh, Yeah, they're kind of waiting for their rookie, their Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. Is he going to come back? I don't know. This backfield and blocking has been terrible not a running game that exists. The running game is really short passes to Cooper Cup. Really the whole offense is short passes to Cooper Cup, and a little bit of Tyler Higbee, but when you're looking at the Rams, no way. You can't play either of these backs. I mean, it's been awful there. Like, we thought Acres was a value early when we drafted him. Then he seemed to resurface there against the Cardinals. Daryl Henderson was the guy early. Now it's an absolute mess between these two. They're just not getting the job done. Rashad Penny Be careful. Let's simmer down. I know he had a big game against the Lions, but he's going to get shut down by the Saints. I mean, he just hasn't been all that great. He's a straight-ahead power runner with some juice. But if you can contain the run a little bit fundamentally, Rashad Penny doesn't really have much to answer. That's what happened last year. Penny was just facing all these terrible run defenses down the stretch, and that was with Russ Wilson, the scary deep threat. So I don't see this one being all that effective for Rashad Penny. Again, don't chase points. And look at the matchup always forward, and that's what we're looking at. Devin Singletary, uh, yeah, Um, look, the usage has been great. He's actually only had one finish inside the top 24 in four games. That's not great, and that's without Zach Moss and James Cook really having a key role here. So Singletary just not a big part of what they do. And if they're just running him and he doesn't rack up the catches, he's very underwhelming. So in PPR, maybe you look at Singletary, but in standard or half, I'm not going to Singletary this week. Colts, I told you about, don't go with them, with Hines and all these question marks there. These commanders for backfield, you can guess. I don't really like it. You can look at Brian Robinson if you want to take a shot here. But, man, Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Williams, Jaden McKissick. I don't know how those two touches are going to be split up. So I'd rather not go there. Unless you're desperate, I would play Robinson, if anybody, this week uh, to hope that he can get on the field and do something. They're willing to give Gibson the bench here. So, so. the Falcons, uh, Tyler Algier, you got Caleb Huntley. We know Damien Williams is on an IR. So is Cordell Patterson. So, two running backs. The veterans are on IR. The two guys, the younger guys, Algier and Huntley. The Buccaneers run defense. They're not that defense that played the Chiefs last week. That was the Chiefs. They were scared there of the passing game. So, play them a little bit different. You're not scared at all against Marcus Mariota. This Bucs team. Vita Vea is going to blow up the Falcons this week. Sorry. Rashad White. Look, he's buzzing, but. I think everyone's a little bit over into the usage there of Rashad White. I think sometimes we want to force, okay, this is this veteran we're a little bit disappointed about, he's got an injury history, so we want to say, okay, the rookie's going to take over. Now, this could happen at some point. Fournette does have an injury history. He's also played massive amounts of snaps going back to last year. But that's the thing is that they needed a little bit of relief for him, and they needed to trust White a little bit in pass protection and pass catching there for Tom Brady. You saw that. That's a big step in the right direction. He also got a red zone look. So I think he's a little bit of Keyshawn Vonnie and a little bit of Ronald Jonesy. So you're looking at that from him, if those are two adjectives there for you. But, yeah, Rashad White... If something happens to Fournette, you're rolling. He's good. But right now, he's the handcuff to Fournette. So we have to see how that plays out. But uh, something to watch there. I think he'll have some value later. I do like the Falcons' matchup. But keep in mind, these type of matchups, the Bucks can win running away and get that long touchdown run for their backup. But I think for now, is still healthy. He looks, he's looked good. Good enough here. So if Fournette pops up again with injuries, White can definitely be a guy that you're going to plug and play. But not in this situation on a passing team where Fournette is still the number one force there so i still think you're looking at an 80 20. maybe it'll slip to 70 30 with the usage there and it might go to 60 40 at some point but at this stage you're looking at fournette still dominating that backfield and again white is a high upside guy for later stash that's why you're picking him up same thing with Algier, you're not picking them up for this particular matchup all right there you have it there's a breakdown now of your quarterbacks and running backs your stardom cinema advice your ranking so all in-depth stuff for you here on a matchup Wednesday, so a little bit longer on the show, but we wanted to give you the insight you needed here to uh, help you make the right decisions in those two positions, and we will come back and do the same thing here for wide receivers uh, and tight ends and streaming defenses. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Check us out for Matchup Thursday as we finish the rest of our Stardom Cinnamon rankings advice here for Week 5. Now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, give you the expert in NFL analysis you need in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you back tomorrow with a look at wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses.